0: Welcome back. You are now tuned in to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya. I want to thank you so much for listening and for subscribing. Today, I'm going to bring you into an interview that I was blessed to do with one of my very good sisters, Tiffany Godfrey. And I think that this interview is so good and is so helpful in talking about prayer. So I share a little bit of my testimony, answer some questions on prayer, and I want you to take a listen. So let's go ahead and jump right in to
1: pray. They pray prayers thinking God was going to do it. He didn't do it the way they wanted him to do it. So they kind of disheartened. Is there a particular pattern for praying?
0: Is there a particular pattern for praying? So we see the pattern somewhat with the Lord's Prayer. So Jesus gave a, a pattern to pray, which which I think is very profound and powerful. And so I grew up where we said the Lord's Prayer verbatim Our Father, which are in heaven, hallow, hallow, holy is thy name, hallowed be thy name. And so we say the entire prayer, but I think that the intention, Jesus said, in this matter, you should pray. So he was giving us this prayer as a template of how we should pray. Not necessarily that we recite those same exact words, right? But that's fine if that's where we are in prayer. So we see the nature of that is the first level of prayer is we recognize the authority of God. So when you go to prayer, again, it's like if I go and I have a conversation with somebody in authority, I have to first recognize and realize who I am addressing. And so we see with Jesus, he said, our father who art in heaven. So we go back to the authority of God, the fact that God is in heaven, um, his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. So we can follow that pattern of prayer in a manner of how we should pray. And so when we pray, we start really recognizing the authority of God, the sovereignty of God. Holy is your name represents worship. And so if you're struggling in prayer, it's good sometimes to just worship the Lord Thank God for what he's done, because we love that, too, right? If somebody comes to you in a conversation and they're like, hey, Tiffany, let me get a thousand dollars, you know, or children are good for that. They just kind of want what they want. But if somebody genuinely says, hey, you're great, you're awesome. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And they mean that. And there's a genuineness there. And so I think when we go to God and we say, God, you know what? You are God. You are high and lifted up. Holy are you, Lord. There is none like you in all the earth. You sit high, you look low, and we begin to posture ourselves and worship and realize who God is. And sometimes when we begin and worship, we almost forget what we were coming to pray about because we, we go back to recognizing who God is and the fact that God already knows what we have need of, he knows all of those things. And so there is a process um, to prayer in that manner of the Lord's Prayer. And then we also have to go through the process of, you know, repentance, forgive us for our sins as we forgive our debtors. So receiving forgiveness and forgiving others goes so hand in hand, it is so tightly knit together. That's why unforgiveness is so dangerous because we want forgiveness from God, so we also have to forgive others. That's also a very powerful form of prayer. And we can talk about that later about, you know, how you can be hindered in prayer, how your prayers can be hindered. That's the thing, too. So I think that, yes, there's definitely a form and a way to pray, but it all definitely goes back to your heart and your heart posture and, you know, making sure that your heart is right before the Lord.
1: Wow. And, you know, let's go right into it, Toy, because that's a major issue in the body yes. of Christ. Yes. Unforgiveness. I, yes. Would you say that was one of the biggest hindrances to someone's prayer life? Absolutely.
0: Hands down. I, I think that unforgiveness is linked to so many things. And sometimes you, you're you not able to see what it's linked to, but it's a, it's a weapon for the enemy to hold on to right? So we see where Jesus, there's a very powerful verse. And he says, when the son of perdition comes, he'll find nothing in me. So if you're a believer, you're a Christian, and you are harboring unforgiveness, the devil can find that in you. He knows that that's going to hinder you and hinder your prayers. And so this is why Jesus puts that in the the Lord's prayer. He says, forgive us our sins as we forgive others. So it goes hand in hand. And I know that it's very difficult to forgive. It takes a lot of humility. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit. There are certain things where you cannot forgive in your own strength, but you make a will to forgive. You make a decision to forgive and you ask the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to help you, to heal your heart. And so there's so many depths of unforgiveness that has to do with revenge Sometimes we don't forgive because we want to get revenge on that person. And believe it or not, unforgiveness is a form of revenge. It's saying, I'm not going to forgive you because I'm getting back at you. So by me harboring this unforgiveness, it's my way of getting back at you for what you did to me. And a lot of times we want people to feel the same hurt that they made us feel. And so if we're not careful, we'll think that that unforgiveness is really hurting them but in all reality it's something that the enemy is using to hinder, to block prayers, to keep people stuck and away from um, all that God has for them. And so I think it's one of his uh, most popular strategies is to allow Christians and believers to hold on to unforgiveness. But it has to be dealt with, it's a real thing and the Holy Spirit has to empower you to really be free and to really let people go and to really release people to god and understand that god will bring vengeance god will bring judgment god will do all of those things but if we don't release that person we can be hindered from our own blessings and our own breakthroughs
1: wow and that is so true and here's the the issue with with the unforgiveness what people sometimes don't realize just because you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean you have to trust them like you did. Right. And I think right. that's another part of it. People think, okay, I forgive them, now I gotta bring them into my life. And I ain't bringing her, her, her <laughs> in my life no more. She talked about me, she put me out there on blast on Facebook. It does not mean that we me and you will never part that does not it means i release you from a mental prison so that i can be who god's called me to be and my destiny is more important than fooling with you amen (laughs) absolutely you know and i think that's i think if people could get a clear understanding of what true forgiveness is it might be a little easier but i just think sometimes People think, not just women, but people think that I I'm just because I forgive you, I'm saying it's okay, which is not. If somebody abused you or molested you or cheated on you or stood you up at the prime or whatever, it's not saying that what they did was right. It's just, it's not denying it. It's just saying, devil, I'm not gonna give you the opportunity right to have a stronghold in my life to the point that I am hindered from the very thing that I was created on this earth to do right amen
0: and it takes so much it takes so much of your will to hold on to unforgiveness so I don't I don't know about anybody else but I have to trust the Lord by his grace to forgive quickly Because if not, your brain space and replaying conversations and holding on to stuff like that just adds so much stress. It takes so much from your time. It takes so much from your attention, so much from your focus. And so when you realize how much unforgiveness is subliminally pulling at you and pulling from your thought process and things that you should be doing and your productivity and all these kinds of things, you will really be serious about making the will to forgive and then allowing the Lord to help you because staying in unforgiveness is a very, very rough spot that I don't think anybody would choose to be in if they knew what unforgiveness could do to them, even physically in the stress and the things that it causes. There's so much freedom in the Holy Spirit and there's so much freedom when you trust God. Um, I, I love this part and I'll say this, you know, when Jesus was going to the cross, he told Judas, he said, go and do what you must do quickly. And he released him in that moment. And we know that he released him because Jesus could not have gone to that cross with unforgiveness because unforgiveness is a sin. And so when Jesus was on that cross, he was also saying forgive them but for they know not what they do. So his heart was clear, his heart was released. His heart was hey, It's not my job to figure out how God is going to punish this person, what God is going to do to them, how God is going to. All I'm saying is I release them. I release them into your hands. And when you understand God, like Moses, Moses, um, he actually, God was judging Moses's enemies and Moses stood in the gap. And I'm not even going to get onto that conversation. But Moses knew, man, God God doesn't play about his people. And so when you know who you are in God, you are quicker to release people and to forgive them because you know that God has your back. You know that God is gonna fight for you. You know that God is gonna defend you. And so that helps you to be released and to move forward and to be whole and to truly genuinely forgive
1: people. Wow, powerful, powerful. What are some of the other distractions that can keep women from praying effectively?
0: I will have to say, not knowing who you are, not knowing who you are, not knowing who you are. Oh, if the devil can deceive you and come for your identity and and all your insecurities, which have nothing to do with anything, because um, at the end of the day, the Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. So even in your weaknesses, you have power, you have authority in prayer, you can speak to mountains, and they must be moved. So while the enemy wants to run this, like, you know, hamster effect, and we're just spinning the wheel of, I'm not good enough, does God love me, blah, 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 blah. The enemy loves that. That He loves that pity party. Um, he packages it as a false um, humility. Like, oh, I'm just so humble. I don't want to ask God for anything. That That is so far from the truth. And so what happens is we have to stand up and our authority and our identity and know who we are in God. Whether you feel great that day, whether you feel bad. So I think for women, I can only speak for myself, sometimes we pray based on our feelings and we're never called to walk into our feelings. Our feelings are so frail. So one day you may feel like praying, the other day you may not feel like praying and your prayer life should not be based on your feelings. You are a daughter of God Whether you feel holy, whether you feel unholy, you're you're always going to be his daughter. You're always going to be his child. So you have to come to him from a place of knowing who you are and being consistent with, hey, I don't feel great today, but I'm still going to pray because I know that God is with me. And I think that when we pray in authority, we understand who we are then that helps us to pray more because we know, you know, I think sometimes we wait to feel connected to God and we're not going to always feel connected to God. So we have to pray in faith. We have to know that God hears us and keep going because I think we have such a powerful weapon. And one of my brothers in Christ said this many years ago, but it's so profound to me. He said, don't be a weapon that doesn't fire. So imagine you're a fully loaded gun. You have power, you have authority. The devil's fighting you and you never fire back. <laughs> like that's what that's what some of us look like in the spiritual realm. God's like, okay, you got a loaded gun. You have the power of the Holy Ghost. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling on the inside of you. Why are you not fighting back? Why are you not getting back up? When God gave us everything that pertains to life and godliness, when God says, Behold, I've given you power to trample on heads of serpents. And scorpions and every evil thing. And we're like, oh, but I don't feel called. I don't feel worthy. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have to fight whether we feel like it or not. And we have to find a way to encourage ourselves in the Lord because that's what David did. Um, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And as women, like do whatever it takes to build up your faith, cut out like um, distractions that kill your faith. And so, yeah, there's distractions of not knowing who we are, There's just worldly distractions. Social media is huge, we know that. Uh, Life just is full of distractions, emotions, hardships. So there's so many things that can distract us, but we can definitely rise above those things.
1: Wow, so feelings, not knowing your authority. I would even say shame and guilt. Would you say that from the past? Absolutely. Um, Feelings of unworthiness. Uh, social media, sometimes you just got to turn it off. Sometimes, you know what I do? I delete or I uninstall my social media apps. I do. Sometimes yeah. I, I just uninstall. Then I don't get, an, or turn, I already have the notifications turned off, so I don't be like Pavlov's dog going every single time. And I'm not judging anybody who has the notifications, but I'm right. saying that can be a distraction because let's say you have 4,000 friends, they're always doing something. They're always posting. You're going to keep getting different notifications. So one thing you could do is turn off the notifications. If you don't want to uninstall, that's fine. But you might want to think about uninstall or taking off the notifications and then check periodically. Because that can be, you could be in the middle of praying. Then, ding. Oh, let me see who... You know you're talking to the king of kings and the lord of lords and that goes back to knowing who he is and knowing who you are and knowing that connection i ain't getting on the social media you know who i'm talking to gabble the enemy use even good stuff to distract you
0: oh very good so that was just a snippet i hope that it blessed you tremendously to worship the lord turn off distractions Think about the Lord's prayer. Come to God, knowing who he is, knowing who you are, standing on the word of God, standing on the promises of God and going after all that God has for you. Listen, I am so excited to announce that this Sunday, October 3rd, I will be hosting Revival Nights, North Carolina. It's the first one here in Charlotte. If you need any more information, please feel free to go to www.revivalnights.com nc.com and just register to come out it is an in-person event god bless you god keep you thank you so much for listening be sure to subscribe and invite others to subscribe as well continue to walk in victory thanks for listening
1: god bless